It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. I'm tired of trying to be organic. I'm just stuck doing this. I'm VA. I'm here with Jeff and Tim. Howdy. Howdy ho. Wow, guys. Good job. And I have so much love in my heart right now because I discovered a wonderful thing this afternoon. Partly in, the, uh, in thanks to uh, Patrick M., I think, who might have retweeted it. It somehow ended up on my Twitter timeline. Oh, it's written by Emily M. Kaplan. Wow. I love Emily. It's on The Undefeated, and it's a story about... The Black Girl Hockey Club, and I love them. They are fantastic. It's a bunch of black women, and they get together and they watch hockey, and I think that's fantastic. They, they're they into the bucket list thing of going to each uh, city if they can, or they, they get together and, and watch together. It's fantastic. I love it. So much love in my heart, because hockey's for everyone. Nice. Fucking I know. Up. I know. I retweeted it. I told them that I hope I can meet them someday because it sounds like they travel. So, uh, you know, so I think that would be a fantastic thing. I just love it. I really do. So that's what's making me happy right now because I got a lot of shit going on in my life. So (laughs) I'm living with a dorm fridge and my dog is wearing the cone of shame because she tried to gouge her eye out again. So yeah, life is great. So we need things that make us happy. One thing that makes me happy, Boston Bruins. They're uh, they're pretty hot right now, eh? <laughs> yeah, and some of them are missing more teeth. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. D- d- does he have any left after that? <laughs> oh, man, I got to tell you, I'm feeling for my boy. I, he That looked nasty. I, uh, I didn't watch the game, but I saw highlights, and I saw that, and I'm just... Uh, and basically, what did Bruce Cassidy say? He said his teeth were all over the place. And <sighs> the timeline for Noel Achari to come back is to be determined. He had to have extensive dental work. I imagine it's kind of like what, what's his name? Logan Couture had to do last year. Did you see the pictures of that? That ugh, Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was awful. Ah, oh, man. Poor guy. That just... Ugh. Wrong place, wrong time. Mm. The Sharks decided they were tired of being hit by him, I guess, so they took him out. I mean, like, I imagine I imagine getting hit by a char gets old fast. I mean, yeah. Especially... He, he hits like a bus. <laughs> especially that a clean one... clean bus. <laughs> it was in the first quarter, first period yesterday, I think, when he hit Couture, and, like, Couture tried to, like, hit him, like... Because it was a full-on collision between the two of them. And a charge didn't move, and Couture just fell. Like, he just fell. <laughs> it was like he ran into a wall. And you were just like, jeez. It was right in front of the bench, and Couture just, like, got up and went onto the bench. And that was that. But, yeah, it looked like he had a brick wall. How long is this swing streak now? Is it... Well, okay, wait a minute. It's a point streak, because they, they, they did lose. They haven't. Um, they haven't lost a game in regulation in a month, and they're currently in the last fourteen games. They're ten zero and four. 
in the last four. Okay. Yeah. For the month of February, they're 10, 0, and 2, which is not bad. That's, not at all. That's 22 points. It's <laughs> 22 points out of 24. So. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's, that's a good month. That's a good month. And they closed it off, of course, with the trade deadline this week. So what do we really think about this? Because I still don't know how I think what I think about it. Well, I declared yeah, uh, it was either yesterday or the day before that I am full in on Marcus Johansson, and he, I am the the conductor of the Mojo train right now because that's just what I'm going to do. I'm just going to I'm just going to embrace Marcus <laughs> in fully because I, I mean I, at, initially I was really annoyed. Um, there's all the talks of bigger names and things like that. But then I was like, well, I'm really glad they didn't get Simmons. That would have been bad. And then I'm glad they didn't get Tyler Toffoli because his name was floating around like 15 minutes before the deadline. And I was just like, please no, please no. But his name was floating around with like Jimmy Murphy and Hags and whoever else decided that they were reputable sources. I I figured out, I've called them the wind tunnel. Hags and, and, and Jimmy Murphy because basically one of them will shout out into the wind, right? But it's a tunnel because they can only hear their own echoes. Yeah, it uh... seems like they, they feed off each other. One of them will say, sources tell me this, and then the other one will come in and say, sources tell me the same exact thing. Well, well yeah, so... basically the two of them are, 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 are an Ouroboros made of a human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> well, two of them are each other's sources. <laughs> exactly, an Ouroboros made out of a human centipede. <laughs> I, I, I know. I just decided I was going to to um, to clarify that for those of us who don't know. I mean, I know yeah. Ouroboros is. I have a tarot deck where the world is Ouroboros. Anyway, Jeff loves it when I talk about tarot. <laughs> so Wait till I do a tarot reading for you, Jeff. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) How do I feel about this? Female shrug emoji. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not impressed with the haul, but I think that had Don Sweeney only traded for coil, I think I, I would have been really upset about that. I mean, granted it took them what 61 games to figure out three C maybe. And we're not sure if they figured it out yet. We're guessing. Yeah. There's, we're still getting implications that Coyle could be put up to right wing, which doesn't seem like a good idea. His best results in Minnesota were always at center. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. And Marcus Johansson, I'm just, I'm not wowed. It's okay, I guess. But, uh, I, you know what? It, and I didn't even think that the Bruins were going to get stoned. I mean, that was the pie in the sky thing. I can't believe that Vegas s- swept in at the last minute and did it. And yeah. And, and honestly, with the welcoming that they gave him at the airport, they kind of deserve it. We weren't going to yeah. do that. No. So I guess I'll be happy not paying Mark Stone 9.5 or more for eight years so there's no scenario the Bruins could have offered that contract. It's not possible. They would have had to have paid, you know, supposing they could match what Vegas had done, which they couldn't. Even if they were willing to put, you know, Studnicker, Vak or Vakanainen on the table, um, they're still worth much less than than than, than Brandstrom. 
even so, even then they wouldn't have had enough. And if they wanted to try to get him to take Bacchus or something, assuming he would wave, it would have cost a first or more. Right? So Stone wasn't going to happen for a long list of reasons. It's great that the Bruins were in as long as they were, but they they never had a shot. And you know what? Maybe it was the wrong call. Maybe it was the right one. But like, I respect St- Sweeney for standing his ground on, you know, not wanting to trade any of his actual valuable assets. Yep. Yep. And and in that context, he I think he did very very well with the return. And he also didn't want to get rentals. He actually yeah. wanted people yeah. to term. So it, Marcus Johansson, what's his contract situation? He he's he's UFA this year, so he's a rental. Okay. I think Coyle has one more one more year after this. I think Coyle does. Yes. Yeah. So so he he completed that part of uh, of the puzzle where he didn't want to get him <laughs> yeah. there. He did a lot of the things he set up to do, really. The only thing is whether or not he got a top six right wing. You could go, you know, because I've seen people argue both ways about jo- about, jo- about, about Johansson. He actually wants to be anglicized Johansson. Really? Ah, uh, okay. that's what jo- uh, that's what Jack said last night, and I naturally want to call him Johansson, but he he's Johansson. Ugh. Uh. I I can't. Uh, be Johansson. Okay. <laughs> But, you know, I don't hate it. And again, within the corner, he, he chose, Sweeney chose to paint himself. He did very well. And the prices we paid for both assets was pretty darn competitive. I guess I wanted some flair. You know, it's interesting. Based on how little, how, how very little um, Simmons went for now I'm just like, okay, in this scenario, yes, I would have wanted Simmons because holy shit, that first unit power play, if we, put, if we had Simmons and put it on the net front with, with the other standard four, that power play would probably hit like 70% um, uh, conversion rate. <laughs> I know. If you were going to get Simmons, and he didn't go for too much, was it like a second and a fourth or something? Ryan Hartman and a conditional fourth that can turn into a third, I think. Okay, so it was a prospect or somebody going back so ah uh, Ryan Hartman's like as terms of a player player style he's more like Corrali except he's less consequential to the team than Corrali is right Corrali's probably more valuable of a player than Ryan Hartman is almost certainly almost certainly in fact but in terms of the player they are in general that's a pretty reasonable comparable at least the closest comparable on the Bruins and they paid very very little for uh, for Simmons and that would have been all right but Sweeney did something else that I think we no one was considering too. He had the cap space to take take on Johansson without uh, without retention. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I got Very it. Very shrewd move. He got him to retain. Presumably didn't actually pay any extra to get the retention. He said he just asked. And they they said okay. Hey, and Cheryl's was like, sure, why not? It's not my money. <laughs> also, forty percent retention for the last tiny bit of the, of the season. It's not actually very much money. No. And, uh, yeah, that's so they're ready in case there's bonus average overage because, of course, um, uh, McAvoy, Carlo, Heinen, and uh, now Solarek's been called back up. Solarek are all eligible for bonuses. And, of course, Chara has the games played bonus that he already hit. And if we have cap space, there's no scenario it spills over into next year when the cap's going to be a bit trickier. Yeah. I gotta tell you, in the last part of the trade deadline day, Monday, we're recording on Wednesday, uh, two days after, I got a little panicky that if the Bruins could 
pull off a trade for stone that Carlo is going to go back because I worry about my boy. So just because I know how tricky the, the situation is going to be next year, but I think it's stupid to get rid of the guys that you've developed over the last two years. It really is. So I'm glad that Don Sweeney didn't do any of that. Bravo. But gut feeling, I just don't feel like they're going to get through Tampa. And I feel like you're going to have to get through Tampa. Well, fortunately, we get a, a dry run tomorrow. And, of course, that's a Pasternak free dry, dry run. Yep. Oh, God. We'll talk about Pasta in a little bit. So Yeah. So, yeah. We got a game tomorrow. The game, of course, we're going to to this part of the podcast. is against Tampa, finally. We're actually going to get you know to see this marathon of Tampa games between now and the end of, end of the season. This bullshit happened last year, too. And the end of the season ends against Tampa. The last game Yay. of the season is against Tampa <laughs> at TD Garden. And I don't know. We'll so we'll see how they hang. I mean, this team's done some good things. I mean, they dismantled the, the, the Sharks yesterday. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of surprised about it, but you know, they also wait a minute. Last Monday when they played the Sharks, they didn't have Carlson either, did they? Because he just came back for the Bruins game and he looked terrible and he couldn't even finish the game. So I'm not saying oh the Sharks weren't at full strength. I'm just saying that the the Sharks were having a terrible road trip. And the Bruins were driven to, to win the other game, I guess. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think this, this team could be interesting. I think I have some confidence now that they can do inflict some harm on Toronto in the first round. Oh, yeah. Toronto's been, been good, but nothing special for, over for a few weeks now. So I have no doubt that the Bruins can go through Toronto. But I think it's going to be a grinder. Oh, it's going to be brutal. And there's the thing... They might not have enough left after it to have a hope against Tampa like happened last year. Well, um, hopefully we'll have our full defense. And because this year we can't rely on Tommy Cross. (laughs) 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 Who's this year's Tommy Cross? Uh, Connor Clifton, maybe? (laughs) Yeah, obviously Clifton. You know, guy get called up and everyone's like, uh, who? (laughs) Iron Crusher! (laughs) Remember? Because he's the love child of Robert Downey Jr. and... Uh, Will Wheaton. The Iron Crusher, yeah. Yeah, he looks like both of them. Come on. Anyway, yeah, look, I think that Brandon Carlo got the injury thing out this season. So I think he's good to go for the playoffs. I hope so, because he's just like absolute beast mode lately. Like people are starting to talk to like Brandon Carlo for a seventh seventh player, which is cool. I I think it should be Grizzly, but still. It's totally <laughs> Carlo, but you know, it's going to be given to Pasta anyway, so who cares? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I'm st- I mean, I'm still angry for, for Sagan winning it in 2012 over Chris Kelly. Yep. <laughs> yep. This is why I think it's toxic to just want to go for the stars. It really is. I, I would still give it to Karale, but that's me. Hey, all of these options are fine. All of them are truly excellent options, to be frank. Except for <laughs> David Posternock, because he just doesn't fit that, that thing. We know what he is. We know what he's capable of. You, you don't give him the seventh player award. He's not playing above and beyond. It's. Uh... I would say our three, favorite, player. Uh, our three favorites and Halak are, are the obvious candidates. <laughs> yep. Should be. All right. So I hope that people are voting for the right players. One of those four, we're, we're not that picky beyond that. No, I honestly, if any of those four win it, then I'm perfectly fine. Last night, can I just say something? I, I have a, I have to have a, a, a weekly anecdote about my boy. Last night, <laughs> it was Brad and Carlo 
Brad and Brandon going down the ice and they were the only two players and Brad had the puck and he chose instead of passing it to Brandon Carlo, he chose to take a shot and he missed. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you were in that situation, if you were in Brad's situation, you would do the same thing. (laughs) I mean, and not, yeah, for two reasons, because one, you're Brad and because two, he's Brandon. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's right he missed the glove side oh but the, you know what that's the kind of goal that that carlo will make the one you don't expect <laughs> he is trying so hard at least he got an assist last night i i i see it's what he he's you know what in this case he's what he is and it's great it's he's just been a revelation this year mm-hmm. after how you know often kind of painful he was to watch last season <laughs> until near the end <laughs> Well, some of us were on the Millennium Falcon in the beginning with Brando Carlversian. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 speaking of which, I recently watched watched Solo. Holy fuck, is it ever bad? <laughs> uh, the only good thing about it, the only perfect thing about it, is well, it's Donald Glover as as, as Lando, right? The only reason why I went to see it was to see Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. I did kind of like, yeah, I did also kind of like the hyper-violent on my Chewbacca, but anyway. <laughs> so anyway, I love Lando. I love Donald Glover. And by the way, Billy D. Williams, like, he's on Twitter and he is just like, oh, my man is making me do these things today. And he's like showing his personal trainer workouts and stuff. It's great. I love <laughs> Billy D. Williams. Um, so smooth. Just... Just awesome, but it. There better be some Lando in the in the last uh, in, in in the last sequel trilogy. That would be nice. It would. Yeah, he's been missing, hasn't he? Yeah. Come on, do it. He's like only. He's one of the only ones left alive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Unfortunately, has passed on, and it's yeah. it makes me sad every day. And Harrison Ford has passed on in the movies. And then Luke, I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, we're going to see more Luke. He's going to be a Flip Force ghost at some point, for sure. <laughs> but you know what? He wasn't my favorite character, so I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I can do another one. I actually realized that the only movies that I enjoyed of this trilogy, or all of the movies, I only enjoy the first two, and it's hard for me to watch them now because George Lucas ruined them. Well, he didn't ruin Empire. Empire was... God, if he would have really messed that up, I would have hated him. But it's just... It, it looks prettier. Yeah, it gets cleaned up, and it's mainly the scenes on Hoth, because the old the old effects couldn't really do it well. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, basically, I have a fundamental problem with how he chose the cantina scene. So, it was perfect the first time around. Right? And then yeah. he changed it, so I'm like, fuck you. Done with that. Moving on to Star Trek. Anyway... I'm sure that everybody loved hearing that, but Solo, I I saw Solo and I was like, I only really want to see it for this one thing. I'm pretty happy about that. I walked away just kind of, eh, you know, I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it as much as some of the other movies, but I just, I'm like, meh. And it's on Netflix now, so you can watch it if you have Netflix. That's that's how I finally got around to seeing it, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, but you should totally watch Black Panther instead because it's awesome. And I didn't realize that the costume designer was from Boston. 
and she won an Academy Award, and the costumes are great, and the movie is fantastic, and everybody should just go watch Black Panther like a million times. Just, just, just uh, run Black Panther, Ragnarok, um, uh, double headers, people. All the time, just do it. <laughs> and then if you want to throw Infinity War in there after Ragnarok, it's like it's seamless, man. So anyway, yes, I'm happy. Good. I don't even know why I'm happy about here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Bruins. <laughs> Bruins are doing awesome. They survived the trade deadline without giving up anything, really. They retained salary on Dude from the Devils. Oh, let's talk about Pasta's injury. Yeah, so, um... First of all, just give, like, a reaction to the news this week. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, So basically, they said two weeks ago that he was going to be reevaluated. And, well, he was reevaluated. And now he's got a cast. He is skating. He's not handling a a stick. And he's got a cast. And then he's going to go to a brace. And then it's going to be about comfort. And it's like, holy shit. When they said, we think he's going to be back this season. There was that, like, frantic Bruins tweet from, like, uh, just after it happened. That's like, we think he's going to be back for the rest of the season. And it's like... Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, come on. But it's not now I'm just kind of like, oh, they've been doing great without him. But you still want him. What is this? Like, like, how bad is this really? I kind of wonder. Because your team's been being kind of weird about it. They are. They totally minimized it, even though they panicked about it. And they said reassess in two weeks. It's like, well, we're looking at at least another two weeks. When the fuck does that happen? Well, they have had a lot of injuries where they've had reassessments and people have been back in, on the timeline. Chara was like that. M- McAvoy. No, but what I mean is how often when there's a reassessment date, it usually doesn't mean, oh, there's going to be at least the same amount of time more, but probably more than that. Mm. When do they ever say that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm not freaking out. I am concerned. I'm concerned about pasta's injury and what that means long term yeah i am too i with how they're playing right now and where they are in the standings and everything like that i would almost just wait until like playoff time to bring them back well no but you want to have time to figure out what that means for the roster right you you want to have a you want to have games that don't count to tinker I guess it's not just about, okay, we're just going to plug him right back onto the first line. Okay, but then it's like, okay, so is Heinen going down to the third with Coil? Uh, what are we doing here? Like, that's probably, that's almost certainly exactly what's happening, right? But still. That's not what I'd do, but yeah, probably that's what's going to happen. I would still put Boston on the second line and keep Heinen on the first line and then have Johansson, or Johansson, Johansson, Joey over there <laughs> on the third line. But Mr. that's jo- me. Mr. Joe Dangles. <laughs> I like calling him Joey. I'm not sold on Mojo because his name isn't Morcus. <laughs> if his name were Morcus. Now, you're, you're, now he's in Boston as Marcus. But, uh. <laughs> well, I saw people like, I saw a lot of Devils fans calling him Mojo. So I think that's like a nickname he's had. He had that and he had that in Washington too. Oh, oh my God! That's right. He would play for Washington for a long time. He was only in um, in um, New Jersey for well less than two seasons. Well, Capitals fans don't know shit, so it's not. It, I, I I refuse to go with Mojo. It just doesn't work. If his name were Maurice, I maybe maybe I'd call him. Mojo. Some people call him Maurice. <laughs> Ooh. 
Nick Cave, Farm, we called him the Space Cowboy. Got it. Space Cowboy. There we go. We're going to call him Space Cowboy. I used to think that that song was about my brother, except that my brother didn't really smoke pot. My other brother did, so, because that's my brother's name. Anyway, wow, things are falling flat here. It's good. I um, didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know your brother's name was Maurice. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We had like a whole line of them. That's why I'm like. That's why I'm militant about the junior thirds, whatever. My brother is a third. My father was a junior. That made my grandfather a senior. All the same name. So anyway, space cowboy sounds great to me. It, what was really nice was that Brad Marchand called him ahead of time, talked to him. And that uh, they seem to be getting along. That Not that that was ever really in doubt, because hockey players have short memories. Because of the game! Because you have to, because everybody's going to be on everybody else's team at some point. Also, jo- Joey over there saying that he'd rather play with Martian than against him when they asked him about it. I'm glad that he kind of like embraced that a little bit. And was just like, you know what, well, I'd rather play with him. So that's that was good. It was good to see. I also want to point out, I love that he's number 90. First number 90 to ever play for the Bruins. And I've said on here before, I'm all in on high numbers. So I'm pumped that they have a number 90 Ooh, on the ice. The high numbers had the advantage, too, that they, you know they're not cursed. It's true. Like, uh, like the, you know, what's that? Six, is it? Oh, six. Yeah, six. <laughs> we don't currently have a six. Yeah. So that's good. That's because because we don't currently have an insert defenseman here, or or, or NPC defenseman here. I, I don't miss Colin Miller at all. Yeah, like he's had a good run there in Vegas, but like, eh. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Okay, we covered the Achari. Oh, Jakey. Oh, poor Jake DeBrusque. I don't know when when we drafted Jake. The thing I didn't like about Jake was that his smile was too precious. <laughs> And then when he started playing for Providence, I was like, oh, the precious smile. But he's on our team, so stop hating the precious smile. And then now I've embraced the precious smile because it's fine. And now he's got a gap in his precious smile. But he said it was already, it had already been knocked out before. It was a fake tooth. Oh, okay. Well. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's a rough hit for him, though, because, you know, he's he's, he's a good looking dude. So, like, that's, that's, you know. He said the chicks dig it. That's what he's heard, mm. anyway. He I, said it much <laughs> nicer. He said the girls like it. Well, yeah, because he's like you know, the, the, the Canadian prairie is distilled when he talks. It just sounds like like pure, high, pure concentrated Manitoba. <laughs> Isn't he from like Edmonton? Yeah, I said prairies yeah, in general. Okay, yeah, he's from El- somewhere in Alberta. Yeah, he's from Alberta. I think he was born when his dad was uh, with the Oilers. But anyway, yes, I. I actually really enjoyed being out in the prairie. I've never been in the high plains and the the prairie like that. So that was fun. Anyway, he's respectful. He's respectful to women. He's not like me who just calls them chicks. (laughs) I am a woman. I can call other women chicks. I think. Yes. Yes, I can. Anyway, so Jake, poor Jake. He's missing a tooth. Achari's missing a bunch of teeth. Anything else happen to anybody on this road trip? What's up with Kevin Miller? Oh, yeah. He blocked a shot in Vegas. And yeah. he, he came back to play, but then it's not feeling that great. And poor Kevin Miller. He's been banged up this season so much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The throat thing. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's... he's almost a new McQuaid. 
like with like in- random injuries and like bad luck. Except like Pasta's the one that kind of tried to mash the tripping over a suitcase and get a concussion. It was a ve- an event. It was an event for the sponsors. He was wearing nice shoes. Well, my point is, in terms of in terms of just like objectively stupid ways for a hockey player to get themselves injured. Right, (laughs) right. Speaking of Adam McQuaid, I was surprised to see that he was joining or he was being traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're the ones I'm really interested to see what's going to happen to them in in the playoffs because they decided the best moves that they could make were to not trade their best assets at all and just to go for it. I'm excited. They got Duchesne, they got Dezingle, and then even though I don't really like Duchesne that much, uh, that whole thing of him picking up his family and Ryan Dezingle at the, at the same time. FCA, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hiring a private plane to fly back to like his family, his dog, and Dezingle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was including his dog in his family, by the way, so... Yeah, that, that was that was cute. I I enjoyed that. But holy crap, they kept talking to Duchesne on Monday, TSN, and then NHL Network, and it was like, Wah! stop it, stop ruining my day. I just want to point out, I did not know that Kevin Bieksa actually Bieksa. Let's try to say his name correctly. Kevin Bieksa retired. I didn't realize that. I just assumed he was buried somewhere in Anaheim or on their roster somewhere. I didn't know. Uh, I don't think he's entirely voluntarily retired. Like, his contract ended last year, and then no one wanted him because he's Kevin Bieksa, and it's 2019. Yeah, so he was all over TSN that day, and it was like, oh, let's show this thing that was supposed to be really funny that you did. And it's like, oh, great. I'm going to go clean over here because, yeah. Uh, So then, um, oh, Savvy. Savvy was on TSN. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yay, Savvy. Yeah, so that was nice to see him. I mean, I don't have the connection to him that other people do, but I can understand. I can understand it. He was talking about how he, on a trade de- let deadline day, ended up being part of two teams that he never, ever suited up for. Um, I can't remember them right now. Oh. I think the Devils no, he... were one of them. Okay. It, it might not have been the same deadline day. It might have been different deadline days. But you get the, the point here. And I just want to point out what's really funny about the trade deadline. Marina Molnar pointed this out on her Twitter feed last night to get the Space Cowboy. And Charlie Coyle? Two players had to wear two different other players' gloves. So I think oh. Coyle was wearing Wagner's because they have a close personal relationship now. Charlie Coyle very excitedly announced to kids in the locker room that Chris Wagner is from Walpole. <laughs> he's buying into this mayor of Walpole thing. I think I think this is the start of his campaign for he mayor is, of Weymouth. He's a legend. <laughs> he's a legend, that Chris Wagner. Anyway, and uh, Johansson had to wear DeBrusque's gloves. I never knew this until yesterday. They actually have their names on their gloves. I mean, it makes it... you. you they have to identify them somehow when they put them yeah. in these clean rooms and stuff, right? So, And also, in the event of a line brawl, you want to make sure you get your own gloves back. That's true. <laughs> or, if your glove flies into the stands... <laughs> when you get back to the future, you can find it, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I gotta tell you, I just snorted. Yes, I just snorted, but because I was thinking about how much joy that, that, that hit still makes me feel... <laughs> Johnny Boychuk just hitting him into oblivion and his glove just going into the crowd. And he was at like center ice. (laughs) And the crowd, they threw it back. (laughs) 
best. Anyway, not for a minute to sing about that. But anyway, I, I just thought that was funny. I, I, um, I think that Charlie Coyle is, is happy to be back home, even though this is the first time he's played with the Bruins. He's back home because he's from Weymouth. And it's going to look really great when he's on the ice at the Foxborough Men's Pro League this summer when he's wearing the Bruins gear instead of the wild gear or the mild gear. Speaking of the mild, they kind of unexpectedly blew up that team, huh? Yeah. Like all three of their four of their four middle-aged forwards there, between uh, Niederreiter, Coyle, and uh, Granlund. The only of their middle-aged forwards they kept was Zucker. I'm surprised he didn't go back to Vegas or go to Vegas. That's where he's from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess they just realized we're not really in a position to do anything this year. But now they're a weird team because they've been gutted in the middle of the age group, so they're all old or young. Or young and not very good. <laughs> also, poor Stall, because he actually wants to stay there and make it work there. Oh, like the, boys from the, the, the boys from Thunder Bay, I think he's just, you know, he just likes being in the only place that even, that can even, only, even kind of counts as near Thunder Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Several hours shorter drive to Thunder Bay from there than it is from Winnipeg, so. <laughs> That's true. And I got to tell you, what's really amazing is that Thunder Bay really plays up that the stalls are from there. They have billboards. I think Pronger's from there, too. No, Pronger's from Dryden. Oh. Okay, so that was a different billboard that I saw there. And then and then Mike Richards was Kenora back when, you know, being proud of Mike Richards was still a thing you could do. Oh. He signed an extension. Yeah, he did. He signed an extension right after the deadline. Two more years at less money. Like, he actually gave... Agreed to a really cushy deal there. Wow. Two more years at three and a quarter. Has he won a Stanley Cup? Yeah, he did way back with um, Carolina in 06. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Maybe he's just in that comfortable part of his career where he's going to play hockey and hopefully they'll win a cup again, but he's where he wants to be in life. Don't you know. And you know what? (laughs) Hey, uh, being happy is really looked down upon for some reason and i don't think you should be well there's a thing for him like really if you're eric stall you've already you got a good record you're not you're no hall of famer but you know you you got you're, you're a triple gold guy you've won a stanley cup you've won gold medals you and, and i'm pretty sure he's been in world in uh, world championships uh so like yeah if you're eric stall i mean you may as well just you know enjoy being eric stall and yeah I guess. yes be happy if it's not too far from your family your parents and and other family then just stay there. It's fine. And, and think if you're actually wild, you just um, you just got a guy, had a guy score 42 goals for you, and then a year, and then less than a year later, signs on for only for only three and for only um uh, three and a quarter a year for two years. Yeah, you do it in a heartbeat. You don't even think about it. Sure, the Maple Leafs didn't really do anything. Nope. Nope. They they did made one little like you know meaningless trade at the bottom of their roster. You know, like a fourth line left wing for another fourth line left wing. Oh yeah. So, yay! Because I had a fear that they were going to go after somebody on defense, and there was a lot of talk about McQuaid going to the Leafs, and I don't know how any how true any of that was ever. It's because but... he was a right-hander, right? Yep. But, like, here's the thing. In the event that uh, the Leafs thought the right-hander, or getting a right-hander was important, as Leafs writers did, they would have been the ones to get Montour, not um, uh, Buffalo. Either that or just, yeah. But anyway. I, I am definitely not too worried about Toronto. Nah. I honestly just think the Bruins are better. 
the I think the Bruins have depth. Their defense is better. I think they have more depth, and I think they'll beat them, and I think they can beat them. I think the other thing that they have is they're just in their heads. They like I think there's something to be said for that. They're just I mean they were literally up in Game Seven in the third period, and then just literally shit the bed last year. Like I've never like they just it was like puking. They just puked all over themselves. It was awful. So what I'm worried about is getting to Tampa. I just want to get to Tampa healthy. That's the thing. I think it's in the amount of games that you're going to be playing against them. If you can beat them in four games, you're going to have a better shot at Tampa. If you can beat them in five games, which is probably more realistic, it's not as good a shot, I think. Because it, the longer you play against the uh, the Maple Leafs, the more banged up you're going to get. Yeah. I'm expecting that series to not be no shorter than six, which is unfortunate. I would love to be surprised, but... Yeah, I, I'm not going to make any predictions right now. Yeah, yeah, but like, I like, I'm just like, you're right. It's it's about how much you play and how much and how much that series grinds them down because a Tampa team. Yeah. Think about it this way: if they wouldn't have been ground down as much, and they had the defensive players that they needed, let's say the Bruins finished off the Leafs in five games. Let's just do a thought experiment where we think like those two games could have been added to the Tampa series and you would have had a seven game series against them. You might not have won it, but you would have had a little bit more energy going into it. I mean, there's other factors too, like say both Nash's not being severely concussed. Oh God. I know. I know. I'm just saying, okay. Optimum health. You're at optimum health and you're going against the Leafs this season. They were three and one against them. That's good. So basically, you could be looking at a five-game series or more realistically, probably six, but maybe a seven-game series isn't on the horizon there if the Bruins can just get it done. So uh, we'll, we'll be thinking about that as the next month rolls on. I think in the context of the Leafs not doing anything and the Bruins making a couple of moves to shore up some things, that's better for us. I'm still worried. I'm not sure about what's going to happen past that first round. Well, it's also just interesting in general how, how relatively little team the East did. Yeah. Tampa didn't do anything. Well, see, the only other Eastern team that really added was Columbus. And they started doing so at a, at a point when they were not, when they were actually outside of the playoff picture. Um, oh, and they still are today. Okay, yeah. I really hope they get into the playoffs because I'm interested to see what they do. Same here. They lost that series to was at Washington, and they played it tough. Um, they could have easily won that last year, and it just went Washington's way. And they, it would, it'll be interesting to see what they do this year. It will. Honestly, if they could just make sure that the the, the Steelers, I almost said, the Penguins <laughs> aren't in the playoffs. If they can make sure the Steelers aren't in the playoffs, I have every bit of confidence that they'll be able to take on whatever. No, if they can... if. If they can get in and the Penguins can be out of the playoff picture, that would make me happy. Yeah. Would you Would you rather the Pens or Montreal miss? Montreal. Mm. I asked this realizing that I don't think I even know the answer or what I would want. The series I would probably be more interested in watching would be the Habs series. But I think the Bruins could take them, you know. Um, well, that wasn't the question. Oh, okay. The question is, would I rather have... Who would you rather Montreal or Pittsburgh miss the playoffs? Oh, God! Ah, ooh. As I said, it's a hard question. I honestly think I would rather Montreal miss the playoffs. And this is just because, you know, every so often, oh, Carey Price right. gets on a little run. Oh, and Carey Price could steal a series. 
Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about in terms of sheer enjoyment of watching these two teams not make the playoffs. And I thought about it a bit. It's like, you know what? I kind of don't. But I don't want Pittsburgh to miss because, you know, what would, ha- what would happen? They'd win the lottery and, and, and draft use. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I, I can't even I, – I can't compute this question right now. They're like my two hated teams. I really hate both of those teams so much. Those teams in those teams in, in Minnesota, huh? <laughs> well, Minnesota because they just play fucking boring hockey, and I had to watch that miserable piece of shit hockey. But <laughs> <laughs> I could have been just watching the Preds and enjoying myself. Yeah, I, I'm with you on hating those two teams. I also would add Philadelphia to that, and I would also add anyone that employs Matt Barkowski. Well, fortunately for you, Tim, we were that we got that covered because that's currently the wild. Oh! Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves to be there, and they deserve. And, and the counterpoint on Philly is if Philly makes the playoffs. We get we get playoff gritty. I'm so excited about gritty. Gritty's street. He's street at the stadium series. Wait till you see what he's gonna do in the playoffs. Oh my god. I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I feel like there needs to be a black bar here. So do I put it here or do I put it here? And oh, I made him a grit kini. <laughs> I love gritty, and I'm pissed that he's with the Flyers just because I don't think the Flyers deserve him. Oh no, I think he's exactly what what Flyers deserve. I think he is he is the creation of, of Philadelphia. He is perfect. Perfect. I think he's too good for them. No, no, Gritty because He's the joy we all get to have. He's the actual brotherly love aspects of Philadelphia packaged in the, the everything else that's Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> he is the gift that keeps giving to everybody else. It's fine. I love it. I good for them. They they created a monstrosity. He's the love child of the, fan- of the Philly fanatic and a cheesesteak made with meth. <laughs> I can see what you, you're saying, Tim, but I, I I just don't agree with it. But that's okay. We don't always have to agree. Think about what he would do in a, in a Pittsburgh Philly uh, my playoff series. Oh my god, I would love to see that series. He, he oh, would probably he'd, he'd probably you know like fight the Penguins mascot up in the rafters like like John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> It'd be the logical move. Yep. What is that? Sudden death? Yeah. Yeah. He would, tough, he would definitely pull a full sudden death. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. It would be so great. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I think I want the Habs to miss the playoffs. I do. I do. Again, just because I know Pittsburgh, if they missed, even if they had the worst lowest odds would win the lottery. I can just, I can just sense that bullshit. Now I hope that the Flyers make it in somehow improbably, but I hope they just make it in somehow too, because I would love that series. But anyway, I I love gritting. Now we're going to play a fun game. <clears throat> Ooh. Jeff, you are not to have anything with rosters open. <laughs> okay. And he's um, closing them. Okay. It, it, tell you what I'll do. Remote. Other screen is off. And the remote is over there. Okay. All right. We're going to play a fun game of... What's that player's number? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> Between the two of you, okay? Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, get it over with. <laughs> All right, Jeff. I'm going to give you a number. This, this might be a little bit easier. I'm going to give you a number, and you have to tell me who that player is. You can also switch it up. Like, like go every other one, each one. All right, well, all right, fine. This one, it's a number. I'm going to give you a number. You have to guess who the player is. Ready? 27. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Uh, 27. Is it like... 
Camphor? <laughs> no. Is that your final guess? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want a hint? Okay, sure. You're right in the position that they play. Oh, it's Grizz, isn't it? <laughs> no. It is John Moore. John Moore. I kept circling around John Moore like, no, he was lower. He was like 22. He was like 21. He was like Paye, wasn't he? <laughs> Paye was 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's correct. <laughs> I'm not good with player numbers. <laughs> All right. So, Tim, 44. 44. Ooh, I had 44. That's... I didn't think it was going to be this hard. <laughs> Man, the next ones are going to be fucking easy. <laughs> Jeez, 44. I just don't remember seeing 44 on the ice very often. That's the thing. No, no, I remember. This was this was a call-up. I think I, I think I know. Tim, oh. make a guess and... Uh, if you want a hint, I'll give you a hint. Yeah, what's a hint? He is not a call-up. He is not. What? He but wasn't he, a call-up. He has had a stint down in Providence this season. Not a call-up, but he has played in Providence this year. Is it Camphor? It is Camphor! Okay. <laughs> I was okay. thinking, it's like, okay, it's like, I was playing with Seidenberg's number. I remember this being a thing. I had it in my head that it was Clifton. <laughs> I I honestly... It, I when I was I was thinking Camphor was forty seven. That's why I wasn't sure. But okay, Camphor. <laughs> Whoa, Jeff, would yeah. you like to tell him who forty seven is? Forty seven's Krug, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that now. All right, uh, because you can just pull that out like that. You both, you each have a point now. Um, okay, fifty two, Jeff, fifty two. Oh, that's um, fifty-two. Is Corelli? Yes. Tim, eighty-six. Oh, uh, Kevin Miller. Yes. Jeff, seventy-four. Seventy-four is. Am I gonna feel really stupid in a minute? Yes, <laughs> you are. You can get a hint. You can get a hint. Oh, wait, it's DeBrusque. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, you can fake that whole thing. <laughs> Tim, 43. Heinen. Yes. <laughs> I just realized I gave him 43, his most hated Bruins player ever. <laughs> was that number? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. The other day I said, Jeff has a hard time remembering certain uh, roster numbers. <laughs> and, and, like, Heinen and... And Glenn goes, 43, it's Matt Barkowski's old number. <laughs> See, Heinen is making 43 great again. He's <laughs> washing the, the taint of Matt No, Barkowski. don't wash Matt Barkowski's taint. That's his own problem. <laughs> <laughs> the taint of him off of it. Oh, God, there's no way this sounds good. Okay. <laughs> You're going to have to name yeah. the episode of Matt Barkowski's Taint now, aren't you? <laughs> no, <I'm> not. <laughs> no, because nobody deserves that. <laughs> not even Mark Bar- Matt Barkowski deserves that. No. Jeff, Peter Solarik's number. What is it? Oh, he's playing with something funny, isn't he? Mm. I had absolutely no idea. Okay, I'll give you one hint. Uh, it is a number of a fan favorite, a former fan favorite. 
and current fan favorite. Oh, he's 22. Yeah. Tim, 20. Nordstrom. Yes. All right. Um, do you guys want to do it to me? Sure. Pull a number out. We can tell you I know who it is. 83. Coolman. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Frederick's 82. Okay. That was going to be my next one. Uh, Psychic. Connor Clifton. Oh, shit! <laughs> 75. It's going to be a minute. Maybe turn everything off. <laughs> <laughs> Even I don't know what that one is either. I don't know either. <laughs> I I, I'm pretty sure he's... I'm pretty sure he's six in Providence. Oh, well, he's not six up here, thankfully. Or we'd have to trade him. And if you can't call it up easily, I think HockeyReference.com has it. 75. Oh! <laughs> yeah! That was, that was a good one. Wow, okay. I own you, bitches! I own you on the roster numbers! Okay, Jeremy Lowe's on. And Jakob Zaborl. Rapid fire here. Oh, shit! What? Um, <laughs> Zaborl 67. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Y- yes, actually. Oh, okay, and uh, who was the other one? Uh, Lozon. Oh, gosh. Um, This one is tricky. Uh, That's an unusual number, actually. <laughs> yeah, 79. Your team for guess what the roster number is of the Bruins. Zane McIntyre. 31. Yeah. <laughs> Anton Bleed. Oh, shit. Um, 80. Oh, no. 26. 81. Oh, damn. Okay, so. All right. All right. Last one, wait. Erho. Oh, Erho Vakaninen. Oh, he's a 70s number, I think. No, I don't think he is. I feel like the 70s numbers are all eaten up, so maybe he is 65. I don't know. No, I think he's 57. 58. 58 (laughs) is a weird number. That is a weird one. Yeah, it's a a strange one. (laughs) All right, you guys had to go deep. Well, well, for starters, like most of what was left on the roster were like legitimately easy ones. Like I wasn't going to ask you, Carlo. Uh, hmm. hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go look in my closet. It's twenty-five. <laughs> I know. I I didn't want to give you too easy, and I didn't want to give you too hard. But I just wanted to run through a few. I just thought it was alarming that there were certain numbers you didn't get. Like Solaric is hard because I actually had to go back and find a date. That he changed to 22. And that was like last year. Because yeah, he had been a really high number before, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So they changed his number. So I just re- I remembered seeing pictures of him playing in that original number he had. And then as 22. I mean, it took me... It, it should be no surprise. I don't know if Heinen... It took me so long to get to Brusque. <laughs> you know, it's like you think about... You think about players, but you don't always think about numbers. You know, and a lot of as we found out, a lot of players just get numbers and assigned to them, and they don't mean a lot. So, 
And some get numbers that mean something. Like Bergeron has been 37 through all sorts of play. So that's a no. Number. Well, actually, here's the thing: he's only had it since he showed up in camp with the Bruins. I thought he was 37 when he was playing uh, juniors. Uh, no, there was something in the Athletic two months ago, maybe that had everyone about their jersey numbers. Oh, right, like right around the Middleton Nifty's member retirement. I swear to God, on on the Patrice Bergeron 1,000 goals hour. They showed him in uh, in his Akedi Bathurst uh, jersey that was 37. Hmm. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But, like, it really was interesting how just, like, yeah, this is how I ended up with this number. Whatever. Yeah. Like, for, for, a lot, for almost all of them. It's like, couldn't have what I wanted. This is what I ended up with. Shrug. It's been ten years now. <laughs> uh, can't always get what we want. I mean, if I played, I would have, like, a backup, 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 backup plan. <laughs> for a jersey number. I just remember when they were uh, behind the B, they were talking to Corey Potter about numbers, and he was like, uh, well, I usually wear, like, four, and they were like, you can't have four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She checked your notes there, Franco. Uh, yeah, so, and they was like, uh, how about three? And they're like, nope. You can't have any numbers between these numbers at all. He's like, oh, okay, so I guess I'll be six. And then that's where it all went downhill. No, six. I mean, it was already random. Insert random defenseman here, but. <laughs> Is there anything else that we really need to address? Oh, um, uh, look, yeah, Bruins uh, signed Lee Stepniak, so you know he just uh, apparently proving that if you if you, you just keep showing up, eventually they'll pay you to go to Providence <laughs> instead. <laughs> Yeah, people lost their minds on that. It was just like, uh, oh my god, they signed this dude. Why? This fan base has so much PTSD. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, they signed him. If he makes the roster, that's great. If he plays in Providence, that's great. Who cares? Basically, I think it came to you. They said, like, we're not going to sign you to play with the team. Yeah, with the team, Lee. But if you want to play, we can make something happen. <laughs> All right. Right. I mean, he's got plenty of experience. Not that you're saying that you want him on the regular roster right now, but what happens if you need him in the playoffs? I you hope that it doesn't come to that, but he could probably do something. He's had chemistry before. He's done this. Well, I was going to say, he came in and, you know, displaced uh, dog years on the uh, Bergeron line. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my dog could have displaced dog years on the Bergeron line. The other thing about signing Stepniak and just to consider if there's injuries on the wings, the call up options aren't aren't stellar. Get bleed, Coolman. I mean, maybe you suddenly start saying, okay, we're gonna we're gonna roll the Senishin dice, or you put, or you finally give Ryan Fitzgerald an incredible. Oh, he's injured. I don't know. I don't know. So, oh, that's 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 used. That's injured. Or finally give Ryan. Fitz- yeah. yeah. Or finally give Ryan Fitzgerald the call up, the cup of coffee he clearly deserves. But. Maybe to say we'd rather have Lee Stemniak for that, or Jamel Smith, in the case, in the event you go that far down the line in the playoffs, and obviously you hope you don't need to do that anyway. <laughs> I mean, Jamel Smith has been awesome though for Providence. He's got twenty-seven points in twenty-eight games. Yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't giving him a look. I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. He's played really well. Deserves, I think, a look as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are options, but, you know, they they don't stand out as, like, really awesome 
options right now. Exactly. So, like, having having Stepniak around is a very good thing. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it. I'm not, like, shocked. I'm, I, he's been practicing with the team all year. It was just a matter of time of, like, oh, well, when are they going to do things? He had a PTO down in Providence, and then they signed him, and then now they signed him with the big club, but they signed him to Providence, and he cleared, and it's fine. It's fine! Like, I get why people were freaking out, because, you know, we had Gianta playing a playoff game over... Over, over Donato, but... Well, you know, Bruce Cassidy's still feeling his way around with things. Or he was. And I don't think he'd do the same thing again. But, it, I don't know. I mean, Bruins fans, just calm down. Calm down! It's okay! Signing a forward for, like, league minimum, and it's prorated anyway because it's really late in the season. Who cares? Who cares? No one should. Right! It's fine! <laughs> this is how I feel about it. I, I remembered it. I remembered, like, oh, we we should probably uh, mention that. And then I completely forgot about it today because it is such a non-factor. It's nothing to get up about. It's fine. Ugh. Fans. God. Rah. It's Okay. We're going to get through this. Hockey's supposed to be fun for everyone. Damn it. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. So we should probably talk about what's coming up. Okay, so Bruins, of course, are hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. at the TD Garden. Tim? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> What? No, Tim, I, I guess you, you, you were breathing into the microphone and it sounded like you were like a sexual predator. <laughs> or an animal. Or or an animal. But it's really funny because of the way he was like, Tim! <laughs> totally keeping that in. <laughs> literally like, like as still as I can possibly be. <laughs> okay, just... Keep going. <laughs> Follow up on uh, Saturday. It's March second um, against the New Jersey Devils, seven p.m. Eastern. I'm, uh, or you know, I suppose the Ald- Alb- Al- the 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 Albany Plus Devils. <laughs> <laughs> Albany De- Albany Devils Deluxe. <laughs> Easy win, hopefully. Not a guarantee. And uh, then um, they got two days off, and then on Tuesday, March 5th, they play Carolina at 7 p.m. Eastern at the Garden. Oh, thank God. (sighs) Yeah, you just don't want to listen to people. I don't even, I just don't want to listen to people talk about it, you know? Mm -hmm. That's all. Nope, nope. I'm all set. I'm all done. I'm good. Um, And then uh, they host Florida at 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, March 7th. This is also only the second game they've played against Florida, I think. Weird. Yeah. And uh, follow that up on Saturday, March 9th, 9 p- uh, March 9th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time against Ottawa at the Garden. Oh, <laughs> Ottawa. That's the last game, I think, in the series. Mm-hmm. Yep, against the 
not quite Binghamton Senators, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not they're not in Binghamton anymore. They're in Belleville now. Anyway, and then uh, on Sunday, March tenth, uh, against uh, Pittsburgh at seven thirty p.m. Eastern. Ooh, that's gonna be on NBC, I bet, right? Um, possibly. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't know you're in Canada. Yeah, it's probably uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's uh, that's the next uh, week and a half or so. And seeing as Pittsburgh just you know chose will decided that you know taking on um, Eric Goodbranson was going to be a good idea, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad idea. Actually, I think like Rudolph just suddenly got drunk and decided he wanted his team to be big all of a sudden. So that's why he, like you know first traded for Bjugstad and that and now uh, Goodbranson. It's like, did, did, did you notice what kind of team you won two cups with there, um, uh, there Jim? <laughs> well, remember when he did that, like, weird trade for Ryan Reeves, you know, yeah. at the deadline? Was that last year or the year no, before? No, no, it was at the year before at the, uh, at the draft, and it was, like, a first. Oh, okay. And Yeah, it was just a crazy trade. Nobody could make any sense of it. It was like a first and like a and like a and a, 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 a tweener prospect who's now playing third line center for the Blues. Yeah, weird. So he just he does these things. He just farts, and that's it. He's a real old man. I think he gets cranky when he can't find his brother's original stick tap to um uh, to, to, to Wyshynski. That's his bit. I feel a little bad. <laughs> that's okay, as long as you credit it, right? I don't think I have anything more to say. Yeah, Tim, anything? Tim, you got any heavy breathing to say to do? <laughs> I mean, no, I, I don't. I, I don't know why my microphone was doing that because I'm literally, as, as I said, I'm literally as still as I can be. <laughs> I don't know. Microphones—they are mysteries. If you don't have a stationary microphone, it is just as easily as it brushing up against something. And then microphones, they also go bad after a while. So, like, they get too sensitive or not sensitive enough. So, who knows? Okay. So, listeners, you've been listening to Barely On Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you like us... Rate us some stars, write some comments, tell your friends, hire someone to wear a sandwich board. He'll probably do it for he'll probably do it for a bottle of cheap liquor, I promise you. You can uh, contact us on on uh, on Twitter uh, at barely on topic and on Facebook at barely on topic podcast. And uh, lastly, of course, our individual Twitter accounts. I am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. No, 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 no. I thought about washing Matt Bergatsky's chainsaw. <laughs> Why? Uh, now you have to name the episode that. 
Ladies and gentlemen, VA from RI. <laughs> I just get these giggle fits and they just go on and on and on. <laughs> Tim? Word. <laughs> <laughs>